0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Borellis. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone.
1: This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
2: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business? Introducing The Godfather at Chapacasino.com.
1: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. D W Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright
3: copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages
1: tied up with strings.
3: These are a few of my favorite things. Hi, I'm Rob Schneider. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. And this is Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Curtain. And make sure to join our Facebook page at Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. And you young kids, follow us on Instagram at Broadway Curtain Podcast.
2: Plus, you can always listen to all of our episodes, old and new, on the Broadway Podcast Network, iTunes, and Spotify. Today's guest is one of the theater industry's most respected
3: artists and activists within the Actors' Equity Association. Her 50-plus year career in the business has been lauded by both critics and audiences, and she was awarded with a 1974 Tony Award nomination for her indelible turn in We Met on Tiptoes, as well as an Obie for her triumphant one-woman show, A Woman Falls Apart.
2: On stage, uh, she received high praise for her performances in the farce Let's Try the Other House, the 1978 revival of The Women starring Alexis Smith. In addition to her work on television in Murder, she wrote Cagney and Lace, Matlock, and her own short-lived television show Nuns Plenty." and... If you were a child of the eighties, you grew up with her on PBS's Secretville. To tell us what it was
3: like to work with such legends as Yvonne DiCarlo, Audra Lindley, James Whitmore, Pert Kelton, Cesar Romero, and Sham Hepworth, please welcome the winner of the Mary Ann Seldes Award for Best Attendance in the Theater, Miss Pam Goldberg. Pam, how are you today?
0: Oh, I'm terrific, and thank you uh, for mentioning that. I have to quickly correct you, though, Uh-oh. to get off to the wrong foot uh, right oh, away. Gosh. I I didn't work with James Whitmore. No, oh. I I was I did a series of Miracle Grow commercials. Uh, oh, like oh did, you re- his work. You replaced him, right? Or they?
2: And, that's right.
0: Yeah, they wanted to find a female James Whitmore type, mm. and that's how I got that job. They, so they 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 were a boon for me, D- but uh, I don't mean to correct you right off the bat. No, no
2: that, that's <laughs> good. no, <we've, laughs> no that's good. We hey, we always love to we're make sure we are good. correct with our facts. <laughs> yeah. we are.
3: We so are. Thank pretty you, pretty Pam. <laughs> you know, and speaking of that, you know, considering that you had grown up so much in the stage, did you enjoy doing on camera work?
0: I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. When I loved doing my pilot uh, that did get picked up for a year and a half. Nuns a plenty. Nuns were very popular in the late 70s, early 80s, you understand, with Mm. Sally Field's show. Of course. There were a lot of other things about nuns, and this was sort of just nuns Mm. getting into hijinks. I played the sleepy (laughs) nun who kept falling asleep, which was a a practical thing that was helpful for me, because I didn't really have a lot of lines to learn, you understand.
3: Oh Oh. yes.
0: That was a wonderful show. Edie McClurg was on it, Alice Clayton.
2: Yes, Always
0: oh, Dallas Plates, and of course, yeah. Do yes. you think it'll ever be released on DVD? Absolutely not. No, um, the quality wasn't, uh, what's the word, good, you know, but uh, it was steady work, and I learned a lot, and I worked with a great group of gals.
3: I wanted to ask you, if you could distill your on-camera work into one lesson that you still take with you today, what would that one lesson be?
0: Don't move around so much. hmm. Mm stillness is very important. I've learned that. And you don't really touch anything on on set. Everything's done for you. Unlike the theater, where, you know, I don't know if any other guest has told you this, but I, I, I buy all of my props. Oh. In every stage production I've done, I supply all my own props. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. It's because props not only need to be... A, Uh, 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 they not only need to look right, they need to be functional. And I found that uh, over the course of my career, a lot of prop masters and mistresses don't understand that. Mm.
3: What do you think the most challenging prop is that you've had to supply on your own?
0: Oh my God. Probably, well, a gun is always very important. You want that to work. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I had a whip when I played the woman who runs the gay divorcees dude ranch in The Women. So I had a whip, and I wanted to hit it after my my laugh lines. And oh. uh, the whip they gave me was too short. This one was 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 very good, and I I had to drive over 200 miles and buy one from an actual ranch.
3: Jesus, my God! This was oh. at
0: the ends of the earth dinner theater in eastern Arizona.
3: I was gonna I was gonna ask. Now you've hit just about every regional theater in America, correct?
0: More than once. Yes. And more than
3: once. My God. Do you have I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you have a favorite theater that you've worked at?
0: It might have been my first, which was the Northland Playhouse in Sagatuck, Michigan. I learned a lot. We had, oh, gosh, Cesar Romero, Yvonne DiCarlo. Um, We did uh, Doctor's Dilemma with Brian Ahern and i oh played the God. maid and i was also on the re- stage crew for that because you know you're a young actor and you're often put on the crew as, as a young person and i thought i was run, i thought i had run into a possible me too moment with mr ahern because he came off stage i was in the wings and he stared at me and he just feverishly whispered give it to me i need it and he actually was referring to a prop so it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a me too moment but it was uh, i handed him his walking stick mm. and he was a very nice man he 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 was old, quite old at the time and he he gave me a bit of advice and he said pam the older you get the more water you need
3: how did you find your passion then for the theater
0: yeah well my uncle my mother's brother was a was a choir director and he loved singing and he would take me to New York on trips. My first Broadway show was Mary Martin and Peter Pan.
2: Oh. oh. Classic. Wow, yeah.
0: I, which That's... I later did. Oh,
3: did, oh what, where, where did you do it? Who did you play? Oh, my gosh.
0: Well, I, I stood by for Sandy Duncan in her music tent tour. Oh. And I was the uh, test. Uh, uh, what, what, I'm trying to remember the exact phrase they used. I was the flight wire tester. So we would go to a new city oh. and before they put San- Sandy up there on the wire, they would send me up there and make, and you know, I'd fly around make sh- and then, then they would say, it's good for Sandy and then bring me down. And I got to tell you, I made a bundle in hazard pay. Oh, oh. Imagine. my goodness. Uh, wow. I, I stood by for Sandy and I went on several times.
3: Oh, oh my God. Oh. Well, that must've been a thrill. That must've yeah. been a thrill.
0: It was terrifying, are you oh. kidding me? Imagine not, not being used to flying and then you're hoisted up in the air. It, it was one of those experiences where I, I white-knuckled it and got through it.
2: We love to know your, uh, uh, you know, uh, your go-to audition song. We ask this of all of our guests. Um, you know, yeah,
0: well, this was the early 70s and let me try and remember, I'm more of a, a yeller than a singer. I sort of holler on pitch. So my go-to oh. audition songs were uh, Poor Little Person from Henry, Sweet Henry. I did that a lot.
3: Oh.
0: And um, Shoeless Joe from Hannibal Moe. Oh. oh, like a back like, but I do know where.
4: So I wow.
0: Did really, yeah. I, it, I wanted you... to show that I could hit the back of the, the back wall of the theater. Oh, yeah.
3: Because I'm assuming this was at a time where there was no amplification, correct, in the theaters?
0: It was just beginning, but not not. It wasn't everywhere. So
3: but you no. were, but but you were in your in your summer stock experience. You were trained though to project to hit the back to of the be house. loud.
0: I, I have to say, uh, after a few more summers of stock, including Cape Playhouse and uh, oh gosh, Coconut Grove, I find I booked my first Broadway show. I seriously went out for in nineteen seventy four. Which was a short-lived musical called "We Met on Tiptoes."
3: Oh, yes. yes. Now yes. you are thank you. in all the years we have been doing this, you are our first guest that actually appeared in this show. Uh, can
0: you: yeah, tell A us lot l- of them are dead.
3: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. can can yeah. you tell us what it was like? what What was the story of the show? What was the plot? And what we was we met the on project? Tiptoes
0: was a, a musical comedy set in the world of Russian ballet, so mm-hmm. it was sort of this, you know. Uh, expat American goes to to Russia for political reasons and then falls in love with a Russian ballerina. I played this sort of her sort of you know mother hen communist uh, maternal figure in the uh, in the ballet who was sort of also her uh, dresser slash assistant uh, named Janice. Comrade Janice. I was all I would also try to espouse communist philosophy to her um you know half of the show was horse belt humor and half the show was ballet so Mm. no one was happy Mm. (laughs) and (laughs) we only ran for two weeks
3: i was gonna say it it came but you know even though for two weeks you got a tony award nomination exactly now now that says
0: something what was that was a shock i'll tell you that
3: do who who were you up against that year do you remember
0: well, I, re- I lost to an actress, I'm sorry, a woman named Janie Sell, who won for that Andrew Sisters show over here.
3: Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and yeah. she has left the business. So I, in a sense, I lost to a civilian. So that kind of helps soften the blow.
3: You know, one of the things that we like to do on this podcast is remember the names of directors and choreographers that are no longer with us, people like Joe Layton or Ron Field. So what was it like working with Sham Hepworth?
0: Sham Hepworth, apparently, well, he came from the world of ballet. He was a he was a, a very well known ballet uh, ballet choreographer. I know nothing about ballet, quite frankly. It bores me. So at that audition, I was extremely uh, calm. My ignorance served me well, you know. And uh, to my left, you know, is Mary Louise Wilson. Just quaking in her boots. Cause she said, Oh, this is a great man. And I said, I, I, I guess so. I, I just, I didn't know. So that served me well.
3: Oh, okay. Sometimes ignorance is bliss, right?
0: Absolutely, um, and
3: then you know you followed up. We met on tiptoes, was, and there was no cast recording of this made. That's correct.
0: Yeah, no, and I can't find the score either. Uh, and um, not even a Michael Levine any, help like, us
2: a, something illegal. Yeah, I, I would think there'd be something.
0: And, I, and I, I I I've talked to Jane Klein at the at the uh, the theater archive at Lincoln Center. Haley, yeah. She, oh, yeah. I think there was a libretto um, that had a lot of. Uh, borscht stains on it, and it was it was rendered uh, in in uh, Ill- eligible, I- illegible illegible. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. And that was uh, well, you know, that, was a, that there... was a number where everybody was it, there was a lot of borscht for some reason in the number, and I think it splashed into the pit.
3: Absolutely, oh, <laughs>
0: well, literally, yeah.
3: Yeah. Now you followed yeah. this up though with um, an Obie Award, which is very well. Impressive. That
0: came that came thank you that was the greatest performance of my career
3: and this was and for i'm so sorry i don't mean to interrupt you would you tell us the name of the show please
0: a woman falls apart let me tell you what happened please after we met on tiptoes got the tony nomination i thought oh great this is going to give my career some momentum nothing yeah. crickets the phone ain't ringing. Um, and then I did some more stock. I did some industrials. And then uh, then the phone really wasn't ringing, and I got scared. Uh, I then got an offer to direct a production of For Colored Girls Who Considered Suicide When the Rainbow is Enough at Pace University. And I thought, w- a director? Me? I've never done that. But I took it, needed the work, and I uh, found that I enjoyed it. There was a girl that- in my company who was wonderful, uh, named Tatiana, just a a single name, Tatiana. And uh, she had a psychotic break on Metro North after months of working too many day jobs. And she wanted to create a show about that. So uh, we worked together and then I contributed and decided that I thought the show would be better served uh, if it were about an older woman. Who has a psychotic break, and that became A Woman Falls Apart. And we did it at the dance theater workshop, got a rave in the Times, and then it transferred for a year and a half to Cherry Lane.
2: A year and, and a half? Wow.
0: It oh, worked. it was a successful run. Mike Nichols came and saw me in it. Um, oh. Wow. All That's kinds exposure. of people came. I actually left to go to L.A. Um, to film Nuns of Plenty before the show closed and Marion Seldes replaced me.
3: What is your process like? So you get a, something like a script for A Woman Falls Apart. Where do you begin? Are you outside in, inside out, Stella Adler? I mean, what what is the process for you?
0: Well, Woman Falls Apart, I really developed with Tatiana. So there were moments where I'd say, okay, well, what's the, you know, what is this? what's this moment about what were you thinking of and she said well I would think of uh, rage about my father and I had a lot of rage towards my father so then we just spend the day screaming and crying and that winnowed it down to a monologue in which I said some poetry you know and and did some sort of dance movement a a bit it was very 70s let's be honest it was very esoteric and very (laughs) of its time it, it was fun though
1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Right. It was very, um, what's her name who wrote Runaways? Oh, uh, Liz Liz, Liz Yeah. Suedos. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She came. She loved it. I think it influenced her quite frankly. Oh, uh,
3: you know, we asked some of our guests, you know, uh, because at this time, one of the biggest critics was John Simon, who was just not very nice to people and we, a lot of people we talk no. about you no know, no yes i've been simonized and they can you know re- recite right. what their quote was you ever did you ever get a john simon review good or bad uh
0: he liked to call me masculine a lot he he called me mannish masculine husky hearty sturdy words like that you mm-hmm. know it made me sound like i don't know uh, mm-hmm. mother earth or something
3: now, I I have to ask you, Secret Veil is a show that I've heard of, but I've never really watched. I know it was around when I was growing up. Well,
0: that up. was weird.
3: What was Secret Veil? It was a kid's show?
0: It was a kid's show. It was, uh, you know, when PBS was doing extremely well by Little uh, 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 Mr. Rogers and uh, uh, oh, uh, Sesame yeah. Street, and they were churning out programming. Um, it was almost kind of hip- to do a PBS Mm -hmm. show uh this was the idea was this was a town where little kids could come and I was the mayoress of Secretville and they could come and tell all of the things they couldn't tell their parents their you know their secrets and it got real dark and real weird and I thought it was strangely we had sort of right-wing christian producers and then it was big i don't it was bizarre i eventually was slowly written out of the show because i was not considered uh warm enough but i i know i I, and i've gotten that comment before the only job i've actually ever been fired from was from a production of annie where i played mrs uh, miss hannigan and i was fired because i was too mean
3: (laughs) oh oh okay well
0: i know She is mean. That's who she is. It's written that way, but okay. But, you know, I mean. Hey, you're preaching to the choir. I thought the given circumstances of that script was that this was the depression. And the stakes were high. She had an orphanage to run. And she was not about to let those little little brats, you know, ruin her chance of survival. No. So the director and I never saw eye to eye about that. I'd say, Pam, you're too mean. And I said, yes, but that's who this woman is. She is mean. And he'd say, yes, but you're, this is a musical. And I'd say, yes, but I'm an actress. <laughs> and he'd say, yes, but sometimes we must be an entertainer as well as an actress. So, you know, Well, it sounds and then he like let it- me go.
3: Oh, Jesus. Well, it sounds like it was their loss. Um, If you're comfortable talking about this, and if not, we can cut it out. Can you tell us, please, a little bit about what happened to you on your production of Gaslight?
0: I am comfortable. Um, Yeah, it changed my life. I did Gaslight uh, right after I moved to New York uh, at the Kate Playhouse in Dennis, Massachusetts. Beautiful theater. Great theater. And uh, I played the Lansbury role, The Maid and uh i had very long hair at the time and uh i had sort of uh i don't know but i had been kind of cast in not really ingenues but soubrette kind of comedic roles and they, they never really fit but after gaslight uh well i have to tell you what happened we opening night i had this director who wanted me to take the titular lantern you know and walk off de- off the stage down the steps through the center aisle and then slam the door and that would be the end you know of the show it would be this great image and great sound and he sprung that on me and I never got to rehearse it so the moment of truth arrives I can't see anything right um it's pitch black and I I went to go down the steps, I stumbled, I fell, the lantern shattered, and I went up in flames. (gasps) Um, I ripped my costume right off me. Luckily, it was quick rig for a costume change. And um, my hair was pin curled under a wig cap with my wig on top and a bonnet on top of that, playing the maid. So all of those things melted on my head into a kind of, like a, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a casserole, you know? And then, um, long story short, I, I lost all my hair. My, I, I survived, and, uh, but I was never to be able to regrow hair again. Um, finished the run of the show with a wig, and that wig it turned out to be the one I've worn to this day. Um, it actually sort of gave me my proper type and I played, you know, roles like the nurse in Romeo and Juliet and Aunt Eller. And, you, you know, I played those roles in my twenties, which I was technically still <laughs> too young for, but, but with <laughs> the help of that wig, it, 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 sort of sent the right message to the world. Yes. I mean, that's yes. also, I think why I got cast as Conrad Janice and we met on tiptoes. I was still young. Mm.
3: No, I, I makes that makes total sense. Then thank you for sharing that because I know that's not easy. Yeah, I mean, do
0: you... it is now because of my experience in gaslight. It, it, it's an equity rule that all wigs <laughs> must be made out of human hair and not synthetic oh. because, that, because of me. So that's the gift I've given the theater community.
3: I was going to say, you know, it seems like you're very active in actors' equity in terms of, you know, making sure actors are protected. Some, somebody told me, I have a friend who works in equity, and I don't know if this is true, they said, you know, if you look at who has the most accident reports out of our unions, your name came up a lot. Um, I, I, I
0: know. I, yeah, well, I think most actors should fill out more Accident reports, mm-hmm. because I think it's good to leave a, a paper trail. And uh, even things that don't seem uh, very major at the time can, you know, later you realize that uh, you have a, a fracture or, or arthritis or, or, or something or tendonitis or plantar fasciitis or brusitis or any, any number of those things can result from doing something eight times a week.
3: Uh, yeah, it's, it's a very long Let alone list. on a raked stage. On a ra- yeah, on a, on a raked stage, I can't even imagine. Now, I do, we, we want to end our interview with a couple of things, but want before we get to my last couple of questions for you, when were you awarded the Marianne Seldes Award for Best Attendance in the Theater? And what is that award? Uh, we, that's one I'm unfamiliar with.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, that's, a, that's an award, equity awards for um, actors who can prove – through things like accident reports and stage management reports, that they have never missed performances. And I have never missed any, um, except for the time in gaslight when I went up in flames. Although technically that was at the end of the show. So
4: mm, you one the could argue that yeah. I did
0: complete well, that performance. I, yeah. I would think so. But um no, I've never I've never missed. I've gone on with a fever, I've gone on sick i've gone on after upsetting phone calls diagnosis is uh, all kinds of stressful things but that's what you learn and that's what young people don't know is that you're you have to go on
3: and pam do you teach now or or do you enjoy teaching have you taught any master classes or anything
0: i give master classes on meal prep specifically hmm. because i feel as though it is a uh it is the gateway to uh, a successful, budding actor's career. I think if you can learn how to cook chili and ratatouille and, and, and portion it for the week, then maybe you can afford to take that dance class or that music class that will get you the job. I, 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 I'm, so I teach practical things like that.
3: Is this the longest you've gone without being on a stage? I,
0: Oh, no, there were some dark, dark months in the in the late 70s where it, time really stretched by. Mm. And I took some questionable jobs. I did follies at an aquarium.
2: Oh, and, uh, like the Sondheim uh, gold? Yeah. Man. Yeah. I, oh. played,
0: I played Stella Deems in, in at, at the um, <laughs> Marina on the Pacific Dinner Theater of the Deep. And the people would watch follies and eat fish sticks. And then, after the show, go look at the aquariums. And they made dolphins jump out at the end of beautiful girls. They made dolphins jump out. It was strange, but um, and talk about accident reports, all the splashing on that stage, Good Lord. And oh they goodness. sort of octogenarians in that show sprains the bones right? broken.
3: And then, you know, I'd like, if if you now, knowing all that you know now, could go back and talk to that young girl from Kalamazoo who's just about to start this journey, what do you know now that you wished you had known
0: then? Oh, I would say that you're right. There's more to life than Michigan.
3: Well, oh, that's that's lovely, Thank, Pam. This has been an absolute pleasure. I cannot tell you how much Kevin and I appreciate you taking time out to be with us tonight. And when this quarantine is over, we look forward to seeing you. What are you? Were you working on a show when this?
0: When this I was supposed to do a Doll's House Part Two again. I, oh. I've done it a few times. You've done that and, a lot. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. It was canceled, but. Um, you know, I'm also working on a, a a little cabaret show, I have to say. Oh. And I hope I hope to do it at hotels that will put me up, you know.
3: Yes, that's uh, fingers crossed for that and we'll keep an eye out for that and we'll keep an eye out for the hotels and too.
0: And promote whatever you have. Yes. We well, we would love to, you know, do, share you. Do our you have listeners. any social media pam? Well, my agent Jasmine is sort of pushing me in that direction, so mm. Maybe that'll be my next project while in quarantine.
3: Good. We'd love to see that. And we'd love a book at some point, but we cannot wait for this show. Pam, thank you so much.
0: Oh, thank you both. You're wonderful.
3: Oh, thank you. All right. Till next time, everyone. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Hey, everybody. So uh, we are very excited to have with us the wonderful, Philip, I hope I'm saying your last name, correct? Tartula? Tartula? Taratula. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Ah, I thought I was so close. Who has created this character, Pam Goldberg, that both Kevin and I are so obsessed with, it is ridiculous. (laughs) Philip, where did this inspiration come from?
4: Oh, my gosh. I, I spent a couple years doing a lot of regional theater and loving it and working with actors of all ages. And I was so just inspired by actors in their seventies and eighties who are still doing it and still loving it. And I like marveled at their energy. And, and so, and then also thought of myself (laughs) at that age, um, Mm -hmm. doing gigs at every level and the type of survival instincts that takes. So I guess that's kind of where it, where it came from. And she's a blend of many, many, many people, I think.
2: I absolutely love that. So that's, I think um, Oh, no, go ahead kev sorry no i was just gonna say i think that honestly it is what so many people relate to is like i think we all see a little bit of ourselves we see a little see a little of our future selves but we also see of the people because so many of us in the business see we know this person very
4: very well and i think that yep she's full of it. unsolicited advice she's full <laughs> of um you know warnings about your physical safety and her safety and it all comes from a from a you know uh, the best of intentions you know deep for her. <laughs> passion but you yes. know
2: that she was kind of a little like a troublemaker in me- equity meetings too like she's the one who raises her hand and is the mm-hmm. one who, like the, yes but a I, stickler
4: for detail it. a stickler for detail yeah I love it. it's also uh, i'm i also mm-hmm. love and i this is why i love your guys' podcast is that theater is lore right it's all based on stories and passing it down and i feel and i remember seeing um Elaine Stritch at Liberty and I remember like loving it and loving it, loving yeah. it, loving it. Yeah. And then, but I, but at the time I was younger and I was like, I don't, I don't really know who this woman really is. And I saw the show and of course then I learned who she was and I remember loving the show, but then also leaving and thinking about it and going, what if she made all that up?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: right. Well,
2: and her stories are legendary. Like that. I love I mean, that
4: stock stories that yeah. yes, you're right. I mean, I mean, not I mean, all of it, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, there, no, absolutely, no, yes. of heavily embellished. So I, I always, I there was a seed in the back of my mind to create a character that was like had this long uh, career that was ultimately fake.
3: <laughs> I, I, it's, it's so, it's so genius, and you're right because I think when you're doing regional theater, you look at people like that, you look at your the Pams, and you go oh my God, that's going to be me one day. But then you see them working at like 70 or 80 and you're like, that's going to be me. So some- I hope that's going to be me someday. That oh, and most they of the bring time,
4: they're the first one at the theater, you know? Yeah. And they're the first one. Off and you know, is ready to go. And yeah. you Off book, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: The, 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 Never the, the record complained. is so yeah. true, you know, like that's... You
3: listen to her and you go, oh yeah, of course there was a production called, you know, We Met on Tiptoes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> right right was it was yeah
4: see, it was like,
3: well, oh yeah it was at, it was at the winter garden, wasn't it? yeah, okay. I remember that Michael Levine said he well, had a song uh,
4: again, to your point, Rob, I feel like people in the theater do that. I've seen people do that where like they'll they'll clearly lie, they'll be like, oh yes, I know that play yeah. <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> We always say yes. Actors say yes to everything. I mean, that's yeah, totally. <laughs> or like, you know, we met on tiptoes. Oh, right. Yeah. That was yeah. a great score. Great. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Why well, I, I did a, I did a show, um, an Ars Nova that is like an E is called an evening with Pam Goldberg. That was kind of like a, imagine like a 92nd street. Y talk, you know, where she it, with a moderator that goes through her whole career. Um, so I'm, I, again was going to do that again before uh, COVID but I'm hoping it once you know we get back to some kind of new normal I'll be able to do that again but um, that and, and and I had friends who aren't actors and aren't in theater come and see this character and they're like I mean I don't know obviously all of these references but I, I know this woman I, I, I sort of understand this kind of survivor type person who's Constantly plugging away and mm-hmm. n- never turn down a job. I mean, I don't know. There's something something that hits people like universal. That, you know? Yeah, yeah. Today. And you can find her at my Instagram, yep. which is at pteratula.
3: When, when she pops up on my Instagram feed, I am the happiest person on Earth because I'm like, I know I'm going to get a laugh. I know I'm going to get a huge laugh out of bringing a
2: lot of joy. Pam brings so much joy. Pam brings so business. much joy, I, yes. I must say. Uh, Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, well
3: All done. right. That's it. This was our favorite thing this week. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Zah. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings,
1: these are a few of my favorite things.